You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. It's Amir Yasai. We're back. And if you're not following me at Amir Yas Official, you're the one missing out, honey, not me. I'm here with my good friend, Ariana Maddox. And if you don't know who she is, you're living under a rock. She's from Vanderpump Rules. She's an author. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I feel like I know you, you know... Obviously, I've seen you in IRL, but I have been watching your TikToks, so <laughs> it's just kind of like a fun, I don't know, it's like weird when you're, next. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. It's just it's so weird because I literally do them like in the laundry room, so it's so funny when people are like, I love your videos, and I'm like, I'm literally doing them like, <laughs> in the laundry room, but I, I literally, when I saw your comment, I was like, no way. I'm on her radar. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, I remember when you were doing, well, there was like that, that like phase, everyone was like spilling tea on like, you know, if they had met people who were in the public eye and their interactions with them. And then I saw, I saw a few people's, but I saw yours and you were like, and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I've definitely met this person. And I'm also like, oh my God, I hope I was like, having a good day that day because like some of them really like, like yours blew up. There was that one Hailey Bieber one that like really blew up. Yeah, I saw that. And so it's like, it's a little nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm TikTok obsessed Same. and I'm like, Oh my God, I, if people didn't like me on TikTok, like I don't think I'd be able to emotionally handle it. Like <laughs> no, you were very lovely. You came up to me and you're like, I think we got drunk together. And I was like, it's the first time we've met, but I was like, well, listen, if we had a good time, thank you. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. No, this is like a dream come true. I mean, I love the show and a lot of people love the show. And we really can't wait for it to come back. And when I said I was talking to you, I got a bunch of DMs about all the pregnancies. Do you, are you like, is it going to be different filming? Like what's going to be the vibe with all the babies? It's hard to know. You know what I mean? Like, because it is un completely uncharted territory. And even, you know, though, even though a lot of like the housewives shows there, a lot of them are mothers and a lot of them have been pregnant during filming. Yeah. You know, we have three cast members who would be returning, who would be filming. Yes. Um, depending on, you know, with all the restaurant shutdowns and things like that, that we're getting like back into like the hardcore shutdown. So who knows, like timeline wise, if maybe they've already had, I don't know. Mm. Um, so it is like completely uncharted territory. I mean, obviously it would have to be somewhat different because they are in a 
different phase of their lives. And they're going through something that, you know, while they're pregnant, they're obviously not going to be out partying, drinking, um, all of that. Um, but I think it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of the people on our show, like Brittany and Lala are new, are slightly newer cast members, but someone like Sheena, who's been on the show day one, scene one, you know, she's, she's really the, she was the, you know, the crossover scene between her and Brandy. So I think that while it is different and I know a lot of people love our show for the partying and the drinking and the crazy stuff, you know, you also have watched someone like Sheena for eight to 10 years really grow. And so I think it would be really interesting just to see that growth in her life and and all those changes. Absolutely. And like, it, it's great that you reminded us of that crossover scene. Cause I always forget about that. That was iconic. That's- yeah. <laughs> that was like the first time that, that, that Bravo had done that where you're watching one show and then wait, who, who are these people? <laughs> it's like, a, wait, it's like you cut from house size to then Sheena in an interview, like talking about what's going And I mean, people were bamboozled but in the, the best way in this the best is crazy way. i remember thinking who yeah. is that and then i kind of like instantly fell in love with her and she's crazy on tiktok and she's so active and hilarious so yeah it's fun to see yeah, her she's awesome. impression. Wait, was there a moment when you met sheena because like i've met her a couple times she's so wonderful and so kind but it seems like she rubs up against people in the wrong way on the show like what was your initial reaction or like kind of impression of sheena what's so funny you say that because my first meeting with her or like first meeting her was working at Villa Blanca. And that was like my, um, first bartending job after moving to LA from New York. Oh, wow. So I was like, wow. Like, I'm like, wow. Like she is LA, you know, like living on the East coast, growing up on the East coast, living in the East coast, living in New York, you kind of have these, you know, caricatures that are built up over time of like just hearing about what people are like. And I had only been to LA like one other time before I moved. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a lot to go on and I'm meeting Sheena and I'm like, she is LA. Like (laughs) she's, you know, like the epitome of LA. And then as I got to know her more working together and hanging out, I was like, okay, there's a person here. You know, it's not just this. And I think that that's where she rubs people the wrong way sometimes is when they maybe don't know the full three-dimensional person that's underneath that sort of very LA look or very, you know, vibe. And so once we got to know each other, I was like, oh, we have a lot more in common than I realized. And, you know, she's a very loyal and very kind person. And, you know, her family is like my second family now out here. And, so yeah, but it is funny because when I first met her, I definitely had that same thought of like, this girl's so LA. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But like, she's one of those people where you kind of misjudge her and then she's like, has a heart of gold. So it, and it, yeah. I think that we've seen that more and, you know, with the show, like she's kind of opened up a little bit more and, you know, now with her story of miscarriage, like she's been so open about it and it's been so inspiring. Did you like, when you reached out to her, like what was her feeling with the being pregnant again? Like, is she like nervous? or hopeful or in the beginning she was definitely very nervous and she was um not she told me and she told a couple of other um people that she's really close to only just so we knew and weren't being like why aren't you you know why aren't you drinking or like what's going like this is weird um but also 
you know, she was very nervous because of what had happened the last, uh, when, when she had her miscarriage. And so she, you know, took it very day by day, um, before she really like let a lot of people know. And once she was like kind of getting more and more in the, in the clear, it, she was more, let her guard down and was more and more excited and was like, okay, maybe now we can start thinking about, buying things for the baby and you know, all the fun, you know, decorating stuff and talking about like, what's the nursery going to be like and all of that, like the positive, fun, happy stuff. Totally. As opposed to being just like on edge. And also like, it's so good that her mom lives out here, you know, and she grew up out here because she's able to have her mom there with her at these appointments, making sure she stays like calm and, and helping her out. And, um, yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. And with COVID, like the COVID pregnancy, like protocol, all of it's like kind of stressful. I, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a big old bummer. But do you, I have a lot of friends who have kids and I love being kind of the gunkle and the uncle that plays with everyone. Are you excited to just be the aunt where like when they get fussy, you can kind of give them back? Are you excited about yes, that? Yes, that's, be- that's the best part. And I have so many kids, you know, from, I think my first, the first friend I had who had a kid, she was pregnant. I was like right when we, when I first moved to LA. So he's like, 10 he's like get he's a full person now (laughs) and my my little cousin james is um and i just love so even when we don't live in like the same state or you know i i will sometimes i'll just like send things um that i find that i think are cute because yeah i love to spoil all the like little the kids in my in my life and i'm just so excited to do that with sheena's and and yeah, you know, that is the fun part is that you get all the fun stuff and then you get to go, okay, they're mad now. Here, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, someone's has to go to the bathroom. Here you go. <laughs> take them away now. Thank you. They yeah. were their, you know, shit in their diapers. No, thank you. um love that um i want to ask you about this tiktok kind of went viral and now that you were like both tiktok obsessed um it was Mm -hmm. owens like basically kind of talking about harry styles in a dress and kind of making fun of him and like he's not a manly man and this whole thing and all the conservatives were like obsessed with this topic um and you know your boo sandoval is very open with his like presentation like he loves you know to put on makeup and wigs and dresses and all of that like that what's your opinion about like letting your man just be free like that? Like he's not any of a man because he dresses a certain way. Or whatever. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the word, the word manly to me is whatever someone who identifies as a man wants to do or, or does, you know, exactly. and that runs the gamut of positive and negative things just like, you know, anybody. But I think that, yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, this is ridiculous. I think, you know, People should have fun, you know, clothing, especially with the thing with Harry Styles is it's clothing. It's fashion. Yeah. It shouldn't, it's not that serious. Really it should be it. fun. People should feel comfortable. Like he's going to take yeah. it off. <laughs> And like what's fun to experiment and the photos are freaking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is so hot to me personally when anybody is, having fun and feels comfortable experimenting and just like playing with their look or, or, you know, trying something new and just being open and saying yes to things to me is like super hot. So, you know, to, for anyone to call that, that say that's not manly. I'm like, that to me is 
about as hot as a man can get mm-hmm. is just, you know, being open and not being afraid of stuff like that. Don't, don't hold yourself back because you think something's not manly. Like, come on. It's, it's very heteronormative too. Like even in the queer community, there's a lot of gay men that will say like mask for mask or like be very mm-hmm. masculine obsessed. And I'm like a feminine person, but I photograph very masculine. And so people will like, I've been on dates and they're like, oh, not into that. Like, mm. and, and it's like, but I'm still a man. That's how I, yeah. that's what I'm comfortable in. And it's, it's really funny how people like to kind of put you in a box. And I, I want to talk about your, when you were very open about your bisexuality. And I think there's a lot of bi erasure in our communities. I, a lot of people will say, oh, well, you haven't met the right man or you haven't met the right woman. Like people are always kind of trying to pull you in different directions. So was that frustrating? Like when you did come out and then it's like, people are kind of like not taking it seriously. Did you experience any of that? Yeah. I mean, the reason why, I mean, the people who, to be fair, the people who I'm close to, my family and my friends, it's old news for them. Yes. You know, it's old. But it was something that like publicly I'd never made like a distinction or put a label on myself publicly. And I felt like it was something that I wanted to do to own my own story and to own my own narrative as opposed to people just saying whatever the hell they want and there being no like nothing to go back to to say like well this is what she has said on her own and how she identifies and so and then once and the part of the reason why I wanted to do that is because there is so much um people just talking and just saying nonsense um, and then even after that, yes, I did experience like some people who were either not taking it seriously and saying that it's bullshit because I'm with a man. And then there are people who said, well, she's just, she's actually, uh, gay and she's, she needs to leave Tom because she needs to be with a woman. And I'm like, I have, um, I don't, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like nothing, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why you guys think that's n- never happened. Like we, we've been there. We've done that. Like, this we is, I'm telling it. you, Maxi, yeah, well, like uh, this we is, we're here. It. And that's why this is the conclusion. Like, this is who I am. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, you know, being by there is, there's like this weird push and pull of, experiencing like a a slight level of homophobia and also feel experiencing a slight level of sometimes very rarely, but sometimes there can be some like gatekeeping, but I think that's like on the lesser end of the spectrum. I don't, I have not experienced that by far anywhere near the, how often I have experienced the other side of it, the homophobia or the biphobia or the saying like, you know, how, how can you, or why would you come out as bi if you're in a relationship? And I'm like, I didn't say I was like polyamorous, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I'm, I'm not like, uh, I'm not trying to have like a harem here, you know, (laughs) I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm in a monogamous relationship and I'm like, well, you know, someone said that they were like, why would you come out as bi if you're with Tom? Like, isn't that? And I'm like, well, why would you come out as straight? Aren't you married Exactly. to a woman? Doesn't that mean that you're like walking down the street? Like, doesn't that mean that like, I'm like, how do you not? Sometimes people just don't get it. And it, it's like, I, I try not to get frustrated with those people because I think that they're, they're, they're not usually being um, malicious. Right. I think that there's just a lot of, um, either misinformation or just lack of information sometimes. And 
So I try not to get frustrated it's hard. sometimes. It's, like, very, it's hard sometimes, yeah. It's very hard. I, I feel that I walk around this world being a queer Persian Muslim in, in the US. So trust me, I've heard it all. And people are funny because yeah. they mean well, but I always remember my heart would always sink when someone said, no offense, but you always knew uh, they were going to go there, right? And I have always. always kind of erasing my identity. And I think with bi women, I want to ask this question because a lot bi men sometimes it's not about having mm. it harder, but it's a lot more erasure because there's idea of women kind of, I've heard straight women say, I would never be with a guy who's been with a guy, but. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've heard that too. It what, breaks what, my heart. That breaks my heart because I'm like, if someone's attracted to someone, that's your own insecurity. I remember when I was younger, I dated a guy who was bi and I kept thinking he's going to leave me for a woman, but it was because of my own insecurity. I yeah. had to do with him. I think when I was younger, I felt that way. I, I definitely had those moments of like, think like putting myself and in, in myself in some sort of like hypothetical situation of like, well, then it's like there, it is this insecurity within ourselves. Like, why does that make you uncomfortable? It makes you uncomfortable because you're worried that they're, you know, it, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, yes. but yeah, with five men, I do, it does. I've heard that before and it does break my heart. Mm. Um, it makes me very sad because I think that, you know, everyone is deserving of love and, and for a bi man not to be able to find love because they're, because of that push and pull and being, you know, and having, and there is a lot of, I think more so for bi men than bi women, this, uh, idea, the stigma that you're not bi, you're gay but you're and right. And you're, you're like, it's, it's very, it makes me sad. So uh, hopefully, some, I mean, we're in 2020. Can we get rid of that now? Can we move on? <laughs> can, I, can we move on? Please, can we move on? I think yeah. that really shocked me that LGBTQ people are already kind of prone to suicide, but bi people are three times more likely than a queer person. So mm. because there's so, and I, I've been guilty. I remember saying like, oh, you know, that guy's one stop to gay town. Like those mm. colloquial things are very problematic. And the queer community, I mean, you're part of it. You know that it can be very toxic as well. It's not always rainbows and, you know, hugs. There's a lot of darkness. Mm -hmm. And I think I talk about that a lot. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of this idea of like kind of elitist gays and elitist queer people. And I think it's important that we move past some of that stuff. And like, and also, I don't know about you, but my sexuality is the least interesting thing about me. So I don't want to be defined yes, by it. Yes, same. Oh. I said that's so funny <laughs> that you say that because I actually said that. So like on the show, yeah. when um, I was like, I'm just going to say it. Like, this is who I am, you know, whatever. And then I think it was the next season when I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is my first pride where everybody, people who I'm not even friends with, maybe like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just remember there was a lot of push for me to talk about it a lot. And I said the exact same thing. I was like, this is not interesting. I was like, this is, you know, it's just, just like I have blonde hair. I have green eyes. I, you know, <laughs> I'm right-handed. I'm bi. It's not, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. I do think I'm like that my sexuality is not, um, it's not interesting. No, it's, it's not. 
And so nothing it's, you're so not funny. Interested. it's just actually no, yeah, we are interesting, but that part, that's not what makes you interesting Absolutely. is your sexuality. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember I had a friend who was very out and proud at a very young age and I came out when I was 28 and I remember telling him like, I want to come out when I have a boyfriend. And he was like, your sexuality has nothing to do with sex. And I loved on the show where you're very open about not being into sex. And I think there's this idea mm-hmm. where like, people immediately think, oh, there must be something wrong with you. Like I, I was celibate for a year and a lot of people were like, why? Like you're young and attractive. You need to be having sex. There's like such a pressure. But then yeah. if you put too much, people are like, oh, well, that's too much. Now you're a hoe. It's like there's yeah. such a weird balance. So talk to me a little bit about if there was like support or backlash for that when you were very open about like, I don't, I don't think that like my vagina is pretty or I don't want to have sex. Like you were very open and, and very honest, which I really appreciated that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There was a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, I've gone, like, I've never heard anyone else say that. And so there was a lot of support and people saying that like, they felt like they could identify with that and they thought there was something wrong with them and that seeing that made them feel less. So, um, and then there were some people who were like, she's lying. (laughs) And, and I think also because I, on the same season, I went and got like laser hair removal. And obviously that was like, Hey, you know, badges out. Um, and I think people were confused because they thought that I was like, I'm like, I can be all things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm insecure when I am naked in front of my partner Mm -hmm. because I feel like all eyes are on me. But when I go to the doctor or when I go to get laser hair removal, there's nothing about that setting that makes me feel uncomfortable because it's not intimacy. It's not someone, you know, no one cares. They're like, whatever, you know, but like when you're in a room with someone and it's very, it's that one-on-one it, that's when I start to kind of close up a little bit. And I also had at the time, not fully, I think gotten over this like really shitty past relationship where someone was picking apart, picking me apart physically, like every day. Um, and I was still at this point, I mean, I still wear like, if I'm going to put shorts on or if I'm going to, you know, be in a bathing suit, I'm still going to wear like body makeup and stuff like that. Just because I'm, I am still insecure about that stuff, but there's a difference between, when you know people are paying attention to you or when you know someone's going to be close and really looking at you, even if that, which is why I felt so bad. Cause I'm like, well, Tom, it felt bad. Cause I'm like, Tom loves me. He's not, he's not looking at me the same way that a, this other person did or the way I do. And that's why I felt like it was so worth it for me to be open about it because I, I needed to push myself to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were some, there were people, I think on both sides of that who were either like, she's completely full of shit, which I was like, fuck off. And then there were some people who were like, um, I really identify with that. And I was like, cool. Let's all be friends. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think there's, there's this pressure when you're on a Bravo show where people are always trying to find out where it's fake and they're like, Oh, this feels too mm. vulnerable. It's fake. And they love to kind of extinguish it. So I'm happy that you spoke up because that spoke to me a lot too. I was in like kind of a verbally abusive relationship as well. And when I left that, 
I, every guy I dated, I'd be thinking, well, he's going to say I'm fat. He's going to say I need to go to the gym. Or like, it was always like, if you grew your beard, you'd be more attractive. If you cut your hair, you'd be more attractive. Yes. All those micro comments, they stay yes. with me. When I was alone, like, you know, even when I wasn't having sex, I was trimming and keeping, like, I want everything to look pretty for myself. But the minute I was in front of another man, I was extinguished. And that, mm-hmm. that goes deeper. That goes to, you know, changing in front of people during PE and being made fun of it. It goes back to other trauma. It goes back to, I know you were very open mm-hmm. about your anxiety and depression that factors in too. People think like you, we're not robots. We're not like, let's have sex now and go like, there's emotion in it, you know? Yeah. So I, I loved when you spoke about that. And and I related to this when you said like, I'm driving and sometimes I just want to go in the center divider. Like, and that oh my gosh, so yeah. and people see our lives, right? You know, we're, we're friends with celebrities, we're red carpets. We have like this Instagram life that looks really like enviable, but this stuff's real. Like people feel these feelings mm-hmm. being so can yeah. you talk a little bit about, were you nervous? Did you tell your friends and family, I'm going to open up about this or did you just kind of go off? I kind of, um, it's so funny because I did think about giving a little bit of like a heads up, mm-hmm. but then I was like, well, I do feel like, cause we film in the summer yeah. and by the time that the season, that season aired where I, last season, by the time it was started airing, um, Bravo con had happened. My book had come out all these like really wonderful life, big life, which is so funny. Cause that was something that I found in the past can be very empty. You know, you have these big life goals and you achieve them. And sometimes you're like, it feels hollow or it doesn't feel like the way you thought it was going to feel. Oh, so um, Or it doesn't so last. And then people end yeah. for it. Like you get something and they're like, oh my God, they're like applauding you for it. And it, it's empty and it's so confusing. It's like, it can what? be. Yeah. And that's what kind of like where I was when that, when we filmed is I was like, oh my gosh, everything is happening that I've been working for, but I also have been working for it for so excuse me, for so long that I don't know how to maybe reframe. And I'm like, now what, you know? And like, and and then like, I don't necessarily, I like didn't know how to, to carry it or to be like, woo. And then move forward. I was like stuck in this. Well now, and, and there was just so much going on. And then, you know, you have like the friend drama and the filming. And so, yeah, I thought about giving my mom a heads up and then, I didn't end up doing that because I felt like, well, I'm since then it's gotten so much better. Like things have, I've been in therapy at that point for a while and I've moved really moved forward. Um, but it did that airing even allowed for me and my mom to have conversations that we never had about our family and things that we never talked about like growing up, I was a hardcore overachiever. I was in, I was like in everything. I straight A's AP class. Like it was, if you, I I think at one point I was like, I want to be in every club in the school. (laughs) That's how I felt. I feel like I was a valedictorian of validation. I needed validation every corner. And like, if I didn't get the honor roll of this in every AP class. And then I remember going to college and being like, nobody gives a <laughs> right. <laughs> that was right. a weird, rude awakening. And I think that part of the depression and anxiety was from that because I, I didn't get yeah. to Harvard. I you, I wasn't perfect. And then it's like... Oh, yeah. For me, it was NYU. I applied late because I procrastinated and overthought my essay. And then they were like, well, we're going to put her on the wait list. And then I was like, I got... Like, it was this whole... 
Yeah. So for you, it was Harvard. For me, it was NYU. And it was just like, and I had, yeah, I had this like full blown, like, I don't know if I want to say meltdown, but it was was. a a rude awakening of like, of like, this is real life. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to go to the school that you thought you were going to go to. But you still have to make it work and you have to figure shit out. Yes. But like we were, we, we never talked about like so much of that stuff. I I mean, maybe I was too busy to talk about shit because I was involved in so many things. (laughs) I was so busy, girl. I had like two lunches, three dinners. Like I was, (laughs) and like, I think that in those early 2000s, like, there, literally, I remember like six months. I did Netflix by DVD. They used to send it in a little pouch before Netflix. Yes, do you remember that? Yeah, and I literally <laughs> watched every movie and like didn't leave my dorm room because I just didn't want to face the world. Like you just yeah. So and I think my parents. I mean, being Middle Eastern, and even if your parents aren't Middle Eastern, it doesn't really matter. Parents don't want to hear that you're dealing with suicidal thoughts or depression or anxiety. They don't know what to do. Like I think suicide makes people uncomfortable. The reason I talk about it a lot, and I've had panels where I'm very open about it because I want people to see me. I'm not sad, but I've dealt right. with suicidal thoughts. I've dealt with depression and anxiety. And it and I come from a I've never had to, you know, work the street, as they say, or do anything like really that horrible. But I deal with it. I think people always think there needs to be sexual abuse or like trauma. Like sometimes you have a really lovely parents, but you have that. It's not your fault. I think it's important mm-hmm. to be open about that. And people might look at both of our lives and be like, it looks perfect, but that doesn't mean you don't have anxiety and depression. So I love that you talked about that. Yeah. Powerful. And I love that you just said that I'm not sad. Like a lot of people expect someone who, who lives with those things yeah. to be sad all the time. And I, that was something that I also had. To, I, I also, I think I kind of assumed that people just got it. And then like when it's airing and I'm seeing things, people saying, I'm like, wait, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like, they're like, well, she was just, you know, out drinking on the show. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I don't like there is, I think there's just, um, I think there is like that sort of, you know, the sad little egg on the Zoloft commercial. Yeah, I, know. I always like, think of that. I'm always like, is that me? Because I got an MBA <laughs> with depression. I pitched projects with depression. I worked with depression. I dated. I had a relationship with depression. I tried yes. depression. Like it, but this whole Zoloft commercial, and then he's bouncing it then and is super happy. But I had a lovely therapist who said, if you're always happy, you're always sad, you're manic. That's not real. That's, yeah. that's something that you have to medicate. So people that are like, you need to be happy. And I'm like, that's... I. I love this word and I think you're going to love it too. I don't know if you've heard of it, but toxic positivity. Oh my God. I was just thinking that. Yes. I fucking, I've tried it. I'm like, stay away from toxic positivity. There's, I, it's, (laughs) it's like people just, you know, they do, they want you to just be happy or they'll say like, well, I'm a positive person. You're a negative person. And it's like, Shut up. <laughs> and it wouldn't be, yeah. or, or I hate those people that say don't cry. And I'm like, it's good. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's good to let it out. It's good to be emotional. Like when you share that with, you know, Lisa Vanderpump and you were very open and it was emotional, like those things are good. Like, I think it's good to open up and it, and people think it's, and I always say like, there's a, there's miles between saying you're going to go right into the center divider and doing it. So people right. are really scared. They're like, oh my God. Like I remember I told my sister I was suicidal and she's like, oh my God, don't do anything you're going to regret. And she was really nervous, which I understand if it was like reverse, but we have to kind of take the stigma out of that. Because right. Because I think, I think people not feeling 
feeling like they, no one wants to hear it or like Mm -hmm. they're going to tell them, don't say that is what keeps people from saying it. But we need them to say it. We need them to speak up. We need them to say it because if they don't, it's also like magic, honestly, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you say it and it already feels better. I know. And it already starts. It's really fucking weird. Honestly, so weird. it works. Yeah. You speak it, you have some tea and then all of a sudden you like all of a sudden feel better. And I've been, I've been to funerals where the parents have said, I had no idea. And I wish they would have spoken up. And it's like, I don't, I never want it to be a statistic. And I think the more I talk about it, the less likely that knock on wood, I will be a statistic. And I think it's important to speak up and, and it's not scary. And it's not sad. And I'm a stand up. I'll put jokes in between suicide. It doesn't have to be so dark. It doesn't be like suicide. Like it's not that like, well, because once you say it, you take the power, it takes its power away. Absolutely. So you're, once you say it, it's like people need to be accepting of of hearing it because it makes you feel comfortable saying it. And then once you say it, it's like, you've taken its power. It's you have the power now. Yes. And the suicidal ideation does not have the power anymore. So like the next time that maybe those thoughts creep in, you're like, oh yeah, we've been through this. Like we're, you know, we're moving on. Yes. Um, Hello old friend. That's what I always say. Hello old friend, like you're back. Okay. But I'm not going to do anything and you're good. You're in a good place and you move past it. And I think it, it's important to do it for yourself. A lot of people do stuff for other people like, oh, what if, Mm -hmm. and and it's so sad and he's, and if you, can feel that one of your friends can't carry it, don't share it. Like I've shared it with friends that are like, oh, sweetie, let's go see a movie. And I'm like, bitch, I have suicidal depression. Like it's, I movie <laughs> to fix it. Like, yeah. you know, people kind of want to put like a bandaid on a bullet hole. So that's my advice too, is like to not share it with people who can't carry it. You know, mm-hmm. make it worse. They're going to be like, I remember I told a friend who couldn't carry it. Every time we went to dinner, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, Bitch, we're at El Chirito. I'm eating some fajitas. Chill. <laughs> You're like, I'm great. This guacamole is amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm guacamole. We're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> so this was a drawback of me sharing. Like when I started being very open on Instagram and then all of a sudden people were messaging me like long paragraphs about being suicidal or depression. And then I felt like I, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. So I felt like sometimes an overwhelm, like when there's hundreds of them, did you feel like sometimes there was a lot of people reaching out and you kind of, it's like, can it, it it's a bit overwhelming. Did that happen? Yeah, it did happen where, and it's, and it still happens where people want, will ask me for advice. And I, first off, love that they're feeling comfortable talking about it. And I love that they're, that they're, they're finding some outlet, whether it's, you know, an Instagram comment to me or, or what I actually love that. And I love connecting with people and talking about stuff, but I am not a professional and I definitely do feel ill-equipped sometimes to provide that sort of advice. So I, a lot of times just end up telling people to find, to, to look into therapy. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm, I have not like overcome, you know, I'm, I still, I deal with this stuff like, sure. you know, in my life. And mm-hmm. so I think there is kind of also this idea that, um, they're like, well, how did you figure it out? And I'm like, I'm still figuring it out. And so I don't ever want to say, yeah, you know, just brush your hair twice a day. You know, like, I'm like, no, like, please see a therapist because that's what helps me. I go to therapy every week. So, but yeah, it can be, it can be overwhelming because it's like, you want to be able to, to help them, but you know, we, we kind of can't, you know, 
it, well, yeah. and it's also like if something happens, like it, I don't want anyone's like it that they took my advice and it went the wrong way. Like I wouldn't want that on me. And I always think of it as like the gym. Like if you go work out your muscles, it's gonna hurt for a while. And going to therapy, it's not fun. You're crying, you're digging up your childhood trauma. Like I didn't even know one of my nannies scratched me, so I have a distrust of woman. Like who knew? Like oh you, my gosh, wow, yeah. <laughs> you, know, so like you you go and you figure that out, and it's not fun. Like you and and you do it, and it's. And then it becomes fun. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I look forward, like when things happen, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to tell my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love my therapist. I feel like that. I'm like, oh, Tuesday. Ooh, okay. Yay. I have so much That's to tell her. Yeah. I see. It's like, it becomes kind of like a fun thing. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to kind of change gears because it's been lovely to, to dive deep with you, but I want to kind of go a little bit into shallow water. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go along. Um, I want to <laughs> talk about, like, for a lot of people who don't know, obviously they see you on the show and it's like Vanderpump Rules. It's so fun and there's partying and all that. But we get to really see, for me personally, like I, I think we're similar in age. So I, I kind of see you go through your 20s. Now you're in your 30s, like kind of figuring life out. I think it's kind of amazing to watch that live. Like, do you ever watch old episodes and go like, who's that Ariana? Oh, yeah. I mean, I try not to watch the old episodes just so I don't uh, hate myself too much. But yeah, I definitely like, I'm like, who, what is she doing? And then I just think about, you know, oh, it's like, there's always like so much context that's like not there or stuff that was going on outside of it that, you know, I'm like, oh man, that's right. That was that day that this and this and this happened. Um, like off camera and like, how crazy was that? And then I went and did this, you know, birthday party. And that's why that must've been why I was so pissed or like, that must be why I was, you know, but yeah, I definitely like, I'll watch it and I'll be like, who is that? Like, or, or I just know too that. So I, I'm not even like a big astrology person, but I am a Cancer, and I feel like a Cancer Sun, Aquarius Rising, Virgo mm. Moon, and I feel like my Virgo Moon really just like is constantly like this, like going, and my Aquarius Rising is like oftentimes how I present. Mm. So people see this like um, aloof, kind of like like a little bit oddball, you know, whatever. Like kind of like a you have cat energy a little bit. Yes. And I feel like that I do have cat energy, but the can't, but I feel things like very, very deeply. And so oftentimes it's like opening up that box of feelings for me is like Pandora's box. That's the crab. You know, I keep the shell because once you get in there, it's too much. 
for it's most people, much. it's, it's too, too much. much. My sister's I mean, a cancer, so I know <laughs> it's it's a lot of emotion. And I'm a Gemini, Leo rising. There's a lot going on. Oh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like I'm either putting on like a full Broadway show or in the corner sobbing. So it's like the two extremes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm usually just, I, we don't, we just don't go there because if we're going to go there, you got to be ready. Like we're going to talk about traumas and we're going to talk about, you know, so it's so funny because I, I, I feel like that's how it's been on the show. Like some people be like, oh, she's changed so much or she's grown so much. And I'm like, no, you just know me better now because <laughs> all of this was here the whole time, but I wasn't showing it to anybody because I was terrified or I was like, I can't, it's not safe. This isn't safe here. Right. Um, and so that's what I see when I watch. I see like this person who was just like, I can't tell them how I really feel. Cause if I tell them how I really feel, they're going to like make fun of me or bad things will happen. So we're just going to be, I don't even know who. <laughs> like, that's amazing. When did you become more comfortable? Do you think becoming friends with the crew, knowing the producers or just, you just became more comfortable yourself to be open? I think all of those things in tandem, you know, I think, you know, being, being fr better friends with some of the people who are on the, sh like cast, my castmates, like just yeah. like being those friendships growing and also feeling more comfortable that if they said something about me that I was like, that's not true. That's not what I'm thinking. That's not how I really am. Like speaking up and saying something um, so that it doesn't get repeated Right. And that, you know, become a thing. And then also becoming closer with like the, our producers who are amazing. And so if something's going on or if I'm, you know, going on with me, being comfortable saying, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And then them being like, do you want to talk about it? Who would you feel comfortable talking to? You know, obviously you and Sheena are close. Like, do you want to, do you want to pull her aside? And me being like, yes, I actually would like to mm -hmm. things like that. But in the past, I never felt comfortable talking to them because it's like this really weird thing of like coming from an acting background and thinking that they're your producers. Like they're, it's like a act, not, it's not an acting job, but I'm used to having them be like, I, I think of them as like our, my boss. Yes. It's a, there's a little bit of distance. It seems with acting. Right. And so like, you know, your producer a little more, I feel like. Yeah. And I had to really start to get the hang of that and understand that these are, that we have to, they have to, I have to talk to them because if I don't talk to them, they have no idea what's going on in my life. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to do this. And so like building that relationship um, is something else. And also just generally kind of like getting used to people making comments and saying things and just, you know, getting a little tougher and then being like, and, and more comfortable in myself. I think that comes with age too, but yeah, all of those things working in tandem, I think is what has, has done it. That, that is, you need all the little bits and pieces to come together. And when you guys are filming, like, was there a moment where, like, as you guys got more famous, where paparazzi or, like, fans were affecting filming? Because I know that happens with the Housewives, where sometimes, like, as they get more famous, like, people are taking pictures or ruining, like, I don't know, like, te like teasing the show before it's airing and stuff like that. Anything like I that? Think yeah. Well, I think we all do sometimes a pretty good job of like teasing things that we shouldn't on our social media. <laughs> and I think that that's something that we all need to be better about because, you know, it just kind of ruined. I, I, I think we should be mysterious, more mysterious and social, yeah. but at least with, for, with show stuff. But um, there ha anytime we're at Sir or Tom, Tom, sometimes that can be a thing because there's cameras there. And so people see the cameras and, and we have to, um, like the, the producers have to be very like, okay, you can't like come up in the middle 
Um, but afterwards you totally can talk to them or take picture, whatever it is, that's fine. Or sometimes we'll, there'll be people there having drinks and we're making drinks for them. And, and we'll be like, okay, if you want to be on the, you can sign the release and order your drink on camera since you're about to order another drink, but you have to, you can't say anything about, you have to, you can't talk about the show. Cause sometimes people will be like, oh my gosh, um, you're my favorite. Can you make me a strawberry? And you're like, oh, we have to redo that because you can't say that. <laughs> 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 but the one time that there was like pop, actual paparazzi was when we were in Miami for Jackson Brittany's Bachelor Bachelorette. And Tom they the were. <laughs> it is Tom in the background. Hi, Tom. He's uh, he's eating a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just turned around like. He's so cute. Um, he is so cute. Oh no, he's hiding in the pantry. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, the paparazzi were in Miami and uh-huh. they were really aggressive. Yeah. And that's the first time that we've really had something like that happen. And they were so, um, if you want to be slightly quieter. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Hi, okay. It's fine. I'm here to hi. Um, so it, they were really aggressive and we were filming on the beach and they were like getting in front of like our camera people and our, and they have security for stuff like, like our production has security for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but that was like the only time where they, the, cause we're not as famous as like the housewives. So we don't, the paparazzi thing is usually a little bit like, it's usually not that much of a thing, especially in LA. Cause LA, no one cares about it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like but in Miami, they were really it. aggressive. They had to be like, you're in the scene. Like, move. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. That's intense. I feel like Lala can like take people out. She'll, she'll handle that. <laughs> 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 um, I wanted to ask you about cast members. So who did, who were you like pleasantly surprised as how they kind of ended up? And who were you like, oh, I was right. My judgment was right, whether it was good or bad. Like you were like, okay, I, I judged correctly. Um... I think with Katie, I've always like Katie and I are, I love her and that's, she's somebody who, you know, I didn't know her very well when I was working at Villa Blanca. I didn't really know her at all other than, you know, the rumors of like how crazy everybody at Sir is and how everyone's fighting. And I think that like my friendship with her is one that, you know, we started off either not knowing each other or like, you know, she's not getting along with Sheena and Sheena's my friend and I'm not getting along with Kristen and Kristen's her friend. And so, you know, I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised at how like our friendship has ended up and wow. I'm happy love, about it. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love what her. about someone that you kind of like, like were you surprised about Lala? Cause she's so warm. Like she kind of comes off so strong and then she's so warm or was she kind of warm from the beginning? With me, I felt like with her, it was from the beginning, I was excited to have somebody. I think there was a little bit of other cast members, like not wanting new people to come to Sir and and then be like on the show. And for me, I was into it. I was like, I don't, I don't mind that. And so for, with her, like it was quicker as far as like getting to know each other and, and hanging out and like becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was, and I think you see that play out too, like on the show, right. the way that people, um, whenever there's somebody new at Sir or like just new in like a group, of course, there's going to be some people who are a little bit nervous about what they're going to be like. Right. Um, but yeah, me and her were cool. Like, in, 
you know, from the beginning. From the beginning. Okay, so yeah. this, I hate to ask you this, but the, kept getting this DM. People want to know, it, was she wearing lip gloss or lipstick? I'm sorry. I don't know. People want to know. Oh, Oh, I don't, (laughs) it's like, what? Hopefully neither. (laughs) People wanted to know, they're like, they were obsessed with the idea of kissing Lala. This is Oh, well, I couldn't tell you. We were both very, very, very intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I hate to ask these kind of questions where people want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like, I hate asking because I was, I was the publicist that would stop these kind of questions. And here I am asking them. Yeah. Life is weird. Um, but I wanted to ask you about, um, like, obviously, as we all saw, like in the news, there's a lot of drama around the show. But, you know, you and Sandoval were really outside of a lot of that drama. Are you worried that, like, I'm not going to ask you about it because I don't, I, this is about <clears> me. Um, but I, I wor- do you worry that, like, some of that drama, do you think it's going to help, like, viewership, like, with another season? Or do you think it's going to keep bringing it up and, like, tr- dredging it up instead of just focusing on the cast members that are present? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know. I would really like to move forward with the cast members who are present. And, you know, I assume that there – I assume that there would be – new cast members as well. I think it's time to, to move forward. I think that, um, hopefully it does not, it's not the kind of thing that keeps getting dredged up. It's like, you know, as someone who works in PR, like if there was a, um, an article or something about, or about me and my phone, they would say like, well, previously she was da da da. And it's like, every time they write about me, then there's like always that kind of like of what the last thing was and then what the thing was before that. And so that uh, happens with everybody. And so hopefully with our show, I think, look, there's so much going on in all of our lives of everyone who's left. And I think that there is more than enough to have an amazing next season. And so I think that let's just like, let's do it. Let's show them. How are yeah. we going to deal with all the COVID regulations, like with Pump? And I know, like, two of the restaurants. I don't know. It's a bummer. It's like, ugh. yeah. Well, you know, with the outdoors, we were doing the out the outdoor stuff was, yes. you know, and now they're closing all of that again. No, such a bummer. So I just here's how I feel. I feel like let's just please everyone take it seriously. Let's really fucking do it. Yes. Let's really commit to the to the lockdown let's really do it so we can get it over with like and so we can (laughs) like yes like yes let's get it over with because i want it i would love to move on i would love to be moving forward into a new safe place for everybody to be able to see their families and work and all of that. Make and so stranger. like, I miss like, yes. making a stranger. like I want to go up to a stranger <laughs> and make out with them without thinking of like the fact that I might get coronavirus. Like I just, I love, I, I want to go be in a crowd of people jumping yeah. up and down, watching a performance. Like that's like to me, like I want to, I want to be out in the GA. Yes. Fuck a VIP band. I, I want to be out in the I GA. <laughs> I want to be GA and I want to be jumping up and down watching Calvin fucking Harris yes. and just getting my life. Yes. And, you know, just I, I would love to be there. We're not there now. No. So let's just do it. I Yeah. So the restaurants are going back into no, no in-person dining. Okay. Let's just do it. We can do it. Let's do we it. Can- 
And then hopefully when we, you know, when we start filming again, we'll be in a place where we'll have a really solid idea of how we're going to stay safe and what we're going to do. And I don't know what those kinds of regulations, what regulations will look like at that point, but hopefully we will be in a better place so that we can pick it up and and just do it. Y'all can't see, but Ariana's face is golden hour. Like you look stunning. It's like there's it's a palm tree or something on your. It's like there's a, a like a, um, a floral arrangement right in front stunning. of me it's on the table. <laughs> I love it. Um, before I like go, we need to talk about this fancy AF cocktail and your new book. Obviously, with Sandoval, it was amazing. It's an amazing book, and I can't wait. Thank to you. Through it, I need to get myself one. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary of our pub day so exciting um i feel like i need to go buy a holiday like stassi schroeder did um and call it fancy af day i think they run about fifteen thousand dollars um so i'll probably have to start a gofundme for it but um yeah so our book fancy af cocktails super exciting um coming up on that one year anniversary i made us a cocktail amazing here um, normally we serve, this is the Doc Holiday. Oh, it looks so good, y'all. I can't wait to try it. Mm, so good. Normally we serve it in a coupe glass. Okay. Like so. Oh, yes, honey. Look but at I that. put it on the rocks today, living on the edge, living <laughs> on the rocks. Um, Love it. And yeah, and so for to celebrate our one year anniversary, we partnered with um, this amazing company, Gardenuity, and they mm-hmm. do cost, like do these like amazing gardens. So they have like, um, a taco garden and a, and it's basically an herb garden that they send you everything that you need, the soil, the vitamins for the plants, the plants themselves. And so we partnered with them doing a cocktail garden. Wow. And <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually this mint here that's in my doc holiday came from my garden nudity fancy AF cocktail garden. And so, yeah, we're, we're doing that. We're going to do an Instagram live, um, on December 3rd to celebrate the one year anniversary. Going to make a couple of cocktails from the book using the garden. And yeah, it's really cool. It's like one of those things that at least for me, um, especially this year with my like gift, gift giving, I'm like, what do you get? What can't get people like a gift certificate to Applebee's? They can't go to Applebee's or like, I can't get like, what am I, what am I going to get people? And so I was like, this is so cool. This year has been one silver lining for us has been that like, we've been seeing so many people make our cocktails at home and send us like really beautiful photos of like their creations. And like, it's so cool. And so for Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the holidays, I'm like, you know what? Our bundle is like the book and the cocktail garden and the new recipe. And I just think like all of us are going to be at home inside. And so we're going to be needing these herbs yes. to make cocktails. And also <laughs> for my mental health, I'm like, I've gotten really into gardening. So like, honestly, like <laughs> this like partnership with garden <laughs> is kind of like, I'm like, is it for other people? Is it for me? Because this is like all of the things that I personally need to survive right now. <laughs> Alcohol, <Garden>. pretty pictures, <laughs> gardening. <laughs> gardening is so Like I hate to admit it because I feel like it makes me feel old, but it's so lovely. It's so relaxing, especially tomatoes. It is. So easy to Ooh, grow. Oh, yeah. 
They're so easy. Yeah. You them out for a salad and you feel like so healthy. It's amazing. Oh, I know. There's, there's something about like walking over to like the, you know, your herb garden or like your fruit tree or, and you just like, like taking it and then making something with it inside that makes you feel like, Yes. Am I like the barefoot Contessa? Like, yes, honey, we're like Oprah. Ugh, yeah. Yes, we're Oprah. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that. And everyone go get the book. You probably already have it. If you're a Bravo fan like me, you already have the book. So um, Yeah, you should. Get yourself the book. <laughs> it's fancy AF cocktails. And it, it, I'm assuming it's everywhere, right? Amazon. It's everywhere. Um, if you have bookstores, it's like, you know, Barnes & Noble. It's always up there. They do like the big cookbook displays. They usually have it up there. Um, and Or if you, if you go to fancyafcocktails.com, um, I built that website. And That's funny. <laughs> 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 and so I put all the all the links to all the places you can order it online. <laughs> Apparently, I'm also a web designer. <laughs> you got it. You have all the stuff. You're such a slashy. We're so LA. We have all the slashes. We're all such the- slashers. <laughs> yes. I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, to round out, Ariane, I want to ask you some quick fire questions, just like some fun stuff to end it on a lighter note. Um, thank you love. for going deep with me. I love that. I love when a guest oh, can of course. Like, go with me. I appreciate that. And I feel like we're like such good friends. And you know, when things slow down, I'll come over. I'm an yes. orange so I'm not too far. Amazing. Come yeah. over and we'll make cocktails. I love that. <laughs> I'll bring you some Persian food. It'll be great. Oh, please do. Please do. I love I it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, so I want to ask you, okay, so first question is, I always think of this because I've looked at my old photos and I'm like, ooh, I made some questionable choices that I thought were amazing. So through the, like, through all the seasons, what's one outfit where you're like, I need to, ooh, that's got to go. Mm, what are my interview outfits? One of my interview looks, it's like a light, dusty blue dress that fit really amazingly, but uh, I my one bra strap would always be like popping out. And when I watch it and I can see, and I've seen like photos from it and that bra strap is popping out, it pisses me off. Also for the first like four four seasons, five seasons, I, my car didn't have AC. And so driving to interviews and like trying to have makeup that didn't look like absolute shit or like my hair being like, uh, oh my God. So like the hair, the makeup, the look, you know, guys, I didn't have AC. So <laughs> it was tragic at times. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with her. Did you, are you now into the whole like glam squad thing and just do you like, are you down with that or do your own? Um, I almost 99.9% of the time do my own. I'm not good with hair. So I, on a day-to-day basis, my hair is never down. I never do my hair. Um, I have amazing people that like give me highlights and cut my hair, but it's like, I never with COVID, I haven't gone to see them. And then my friend Bradley is an amazing hairstylist. And so anytime like I have like a photo shoot, of course, Bradley will do my hair. And then my friend Jared is an incredible makeup artist and he knows exactly how I like my makeup. But other than that, I really just do it myself because I find that with a glam, I, I don't have one of those faces that can really pull off like a lot of makeup or like a big lash or I have small, like I've hooded eyes and I'm very small. I actually have pretty small features. And so, yeah, I like to just do it myself. I'm not a glam squad person because I don't look as good when it's full, full glam. I got you. I got you. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Sometimes they go a little too far and some, it translates for some and it doesn't for others. I guess. Yeah. Like some people who have like bigger features, like if you have like bigger eyes, I feel mm-hmm. like you can really pull off like a full glam, gorgeous eye. 
Right. And when I do it, it looks like not. <laughs> not it doesn't look good for me. People are always like, What's she looks on? weird. Or they always think I got like plastic surgery overnight because I have like giant lashes on that are like above my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the shadow looks so good right now. I love it. Thank you. I'm doing like a G, I'm trying to do like a Gigi Hadid moment it, it, where it she just does like that one color kind of very gg honey it, it, i love it <laughs> thank you um you're welcome uh what's like um what's one of the craziest things that james kennedy said when you're just i've hung out with him before and he, he's like <laughs> in loose cannon which is fun he is he cracks me up i mean honestly on the it was on the show when he like jerked off a vodka cranberry <laughs> at the okay, magazine party yeah. i mean watching that on the show i was like okay because i obviously i wasn't there in the moment seeing it i heard about it and i was like are you guys exaggerating like i don't i can't really really he did that and then i watched it and lo and behold he full-on jerked <laughs> off and it's like it's fucked up but like to watch someone do, i mean it was funny i mean it's to watch funny. it back it's funny it's fun it's fun in the moment yeah. it's always fun it's yeah. always easy to judge later but i think it's like fun in the moment where you're like there and you're having a good time and he's just he likes that shock factor and it's fine it works it yeah works. he makes me laugh <laughs> I love that. I mean, there's a lot of funky characters on the show which is why it's fun so what's right. the best advice that people would be shocked that you've gotten from Jack? Because a lot of people, you know, he's blocking people <clears throat> on Twitter, fighting with Captain Lee. Like, he's a fun character, but what's the best yeah. advice you've gotten? Uh, I don't know if I've gotten advice from him. Maybe. Have I ever? I'm actually thinking back to, like, when we were kind of friends, you know, because we're not tight right now. But yeah. one thing, okay, so it's not advice, but one thing that we, like, have totally vibed on is blocking people. Oh, okay. Like, I like to yeah, we vibed too. on it because, because my whole thing is like, this is my, like, this is my table. Like you're, you're like being on my page or whatever. is like you having a seat at, like at my, you know, table. And if you have bad vibes, you can get the fuck out. Like yeah. I, we don't need you here ruining the vibes of the table because we're all here to have a good time. And so I'm like, I, you know, and so Jackson, and I have actually like vibed on that before where we're like, yeah, fuck them. Like, if you don't like yeah. it, they can, you know, <laughs> if they're being like, if they're saying something that's like, you know, you don't like it, then, you know, they don't have to be there. They can yeah. go enjoy someone else's Instagram page. They can okay. tell them, they can go to someone else and say, man, that Ariana girl, I really fucking hate her. And it's like, fine, you can see it on their page. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to make Brittany a good mom? Wait, sorry. What did you say? What do you think is going to make Brittany a good mom? Oh my gosh. So many things. I mean, number one, Brittany is just such a caring, nurturing person. Um, I can just see she's going to have, she's just going to really, I think, enjoy ha like making food for her, for her little boy. And she's going to enjoy um, all of like just being together. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think another thing that's going to make her a really great mom is her really close relationship with her family and being able to, you know, I mean, hopefully with travel and everything, I mean, this isn't, I'm imagining in a post COVID world, being able to take her son, um, out to Kentucky and have be able to just enjoy being out in nature. 
and with the animals and, and all of that stuff, because I think that that sort of like bucolic, you know, setting is something that, you know, growing up in LA, I think, uh, you know, sometimes we miss that sort of like open space, like wide open spaces. Um, and she has such a supportive and loving family. And I just think, yeah, I think she's going to be great. I love that. She's I love the word bucolic. That's a good, good word. Good I hope I used it right because it came to my head and then I was like, you did. it's like countryside, this? countryside. Okay, good. It was like, it popped in my head and I was like, wow, when's the last time I said this? Does this even mean that? <laughs> out there. I love it. Um, <laughs> um, with Vanderpump Rules, what's your rose and thorn for the, all the seasons you've done? Like all mm. of the, what's the high point and the low point for you? Ooh. Uh, I think a low point is just not, I mean, like a general note, low point. I don't know if it's like a specific moment here, or a specific moment there. It's like moments where I felt like my story wasn't really being told. Yes. Or like that, I feel like overall is like where, and then people, I've seen also people online say like, well, she said this and, da, 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 and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't even want to like get into it like that argument because I don't want to even give it life. But it's like, that's not like, if I could tell you my story, then I feel like, you know, not to, make excuses for shitty behavior that I've had. Cause I have, but like, I really wish sometimes that I could have been able to really tell my story. And so like, you know, whatever. And then people make up the right. I think that's my thorn. My rose is honestly like, I mean, there's so many there. I have a bouquet. <laughs> I have a bouquet. Um, you know, getting to be a part of Schwartz and Katie's wedding. That's a rose for me. Um, the growth of, of my friendship with Sheena has been a rose for me. Like, cause we had like a low point there and then we like bounce back and like really have like such a great relationship. Now, another rose for me is like the people that are like fans of the show that I've met. Like that's such a huge rose for me. Um, and also like just, I don't know. Yeah. I have a bouquet. Like I could sit here and name like so many things. Also, I, I feel like sometimes whenever I, even though sometimes I piss, like I piss people off, I feel like sometimes the best moments are sometimes also someone's worst moments at the same time because they're polarizing. Yes. But sometimes that makes me, that's fun for me. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, they're mad. Ooh, I love the fans are mad. And like, sometimes I get like a real kick out of it even. <laughs> and so like, even like just on this past reunion when I was like, doing a dance and singing about how Jax was bothered. Like some people really hated that, but I had a great time. <laughs> I, I thought that was like, really iconic. And it kind of gave me like Lisa Renna's gaslighting dance. Like, <laughs> you had the well, vibe. You know, I, I did do it first. You so. did. You did. Lisa Renna. <laughs> but yeah, that was Ariana. fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> you heard that it was fun for me. Lisa, you heard <laughs> Ariana for copyright. Um, <laughs> Um, that's, yeah, I mean, reunions are so iconic and you guys have had so many. Um, what's your favorite reunion look? Cause I know there's Ooh, been a lot of crazy moments, but your yeah. look has been really fun. Like the hair, the clips, see, there's been some really fun. Yeah. I, my favorite was this past season, I think. Um, I think I really started to understand the standing versus sitting of like a look and how it, cause you're sitting. So if it's when you're standing, it looks amazing. That doesn't really matter. Um, I think this one I really liked and I really liked when my hair was long, really long. And I did like a little half 
half feet and I had like a blue, I think it was season five, five, season five, season five and season eight. Those are my two favorites. I think. Yes. It, yes. I'm like looking back, thinking back. Those are my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you've been on Watch Robin's Live a load of times. <clears throat> a lot of people want to know what Andy Cohen smells like. I was on a flight with him, but I didn't really smell him. So. Oh, he smells rich. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a good answer. He's, yeah. He smells rich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is it like living in the Valley? Like, are you happy? Like, is that a good transition oh, to Hollywood? I'm obsessed with it. Like I, I never, I have zero desire to like be back in West Hollywood as far as living there, like hanging out there. Yeah, sure. But I absolutely love, love, love the Valley. I love all my like little spots. Um, there's such like a good neighborhood kind of feel to the area that we're in. And, um, I just, I love it. And I think it's so funny because when you live, like living in LA, there's so many people who are like, yes, I love the Valley. Like people will say that people who, uh, don't live in LA. Sometimes I feel like, like you guys are missing out. There's so much parking. <laughs> the parking alone is worth moving there. A lot of this, like preconceived notion of the Valley being like so far, but it's really not. You just go through Laurel over the hill and you're there. You're yeah, there. exactly. I'm actually, because I'm closer to, because the thing about WeHo is that you have zero like freeway access. True. We're so it's, far. It far. It's like you gotta take you gotta take your ass down to the ten, mm -hmm. or you gotta take your ass over to Hollywood mm -hmm. to get on the one hundred and one, right. or you're gonna go over Laurel Canyon. So like the thing about where we're at is like I can actually get anywhere in LA, including the beach and including downtown, in like half the time oh because God. like so I I've been bouncing around so much more living here and I, I get downtown in 15 minutes if i got that's in the car right now yeah well 416 maybe not <laughs> maybe not. i mean we we from la like from californians on snl we're like what freeway did you come from marina del Ra? we're like so like, <laughs> <laughs> it's totally that. like that <laughs> um oh i had one question that i wanted to ask you earlier but i totally slipped my mind because you're adorable um, is yeah. welcome. Uh, <laughs> the whole editing scandal was Sheena. Did you ever mm. like feel that there were parts of you that were like edited in the way that maybe you were like, damn it, really guys, come on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we would talk about like, you know, Sheena and I, well, all of us, you know, we talk about that stuff sometimes yeah. and you know, it's hard to voice frustrations about something like editing without sounding like you're just either full of shit or you're just like ungrateful um, but when all that stuff came out and it was like, okay, so yeah. So what we thought was happening was happening. That we kind of was actually happening mm -hmm. like hero edits versus, you know, you know, I remember one time I was like, they were trying to go somebody's maybe it was back when like Sheena and Katie were trying to say like, I was negative. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, they're going to have such a hard time selling that narrative on the show because I feel like I'm constantly having fun and blah, blah, blah. And then I would look and I'd be like, oh, I was over there laughing with that person. But they like insert a shot of me, like looking at my phone like this, like, or like, you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that. That's like really, and you're like, dang it. They are really like, and so there's definitely been some things like that for sure. Or there's been 
things that, and I, this goes for everybody. I mean, this goes for even, you know, the person I don't get along with the most Jax, this goes for him too, where, you know, we, it happens to everybody. And I understand too, like the show is 45 minutes, 42 minutes with commercials. You cannot fully flesh out every single story or every single perspective. You can't. And it's also, you know, needs to be entertaining on all this stuff. So I understand Um, but we've definitely all had those moments Mm -hmm. and yeah, we were all, I think, uh, we were, our, our our suspicions were confirmed when all that stuff came out. Yeah, it was nice. But then it was also like, well, shit, now that we don't have this one editor, who's going to spill the tea now it's just going to be happening and we're not going to know about it. That's that's another yeah that's something I didn't think about because now it's gonna happen like more covert yeah, yeah. right I'm like oh. dang it wow. I know I want to know it all yeah tell us I'd rather know I like to know if you're stabbing me in the back just do it in the front yeah yeah and then I'll lean into it maybe then I'll be like okay fine fine yeah whatever well like, I'll play that game this could be yes, fun exactly. <laughs> I want to know you're doing it amen that's smart yeah <laughs> smart um that yeah I did one. I did dating no filter, which is on E, and I did one episode. I've heard of that. Yeah, dirty girl. They they put a uh, a mic pack, and he was like, put it behind you. And when I went down, it sounded like I farted down the slide. You know that glass slide. Oh, and they kept using it. They they kept it. Oh my god. And they told me they wouldn't, and they did. And then everyone was messaging me, "Oh, you farted on the date," and I'm like, "Of course, that's the yeah." (laughs) That was my experience with reality TV. So I was like, "Fuck you." No, thank you. Yeah. There's like that clip of, so I love, um, Tiffany Pollard. I love New York. Oh, you went green for a second. I love her. She's so iconic. And there was that, um, that whole fight with her and pumpkin where she like the spitting and the pulling the hair. And then recently I saw online and I don't know if this clip has been around forever, but it was like a long, like unedited version of like pumpkins exit and her like, uh, exit and the producers being like, we just want to get your exit interview. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. And they were like, we really need you to tell your perspective. And I was just like, yeah, see, like, and people were like, wow, you know, those producers were really like stirring the pot, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's their job. Like that's, that's their do. job. That's what yeah. they do. I feel like reality TV producers are sometimes people that wanted to be on reality TV. So they're like really junk. <laughs> they love it. Like they're yeah. in it. Yeah, they, I yeah. Mean, we've been are, we've been lucky with our show that like we've gotten like that we have you know people who I think really genuinely try to see both sides of something, yeah, yeah. and they really do. Even if you are mortal enemies, they do care about both of you, and they want both of your perspectives to be at least captured. And then who knows if it'll get used? But like they want to make sure that you are able to like you know speak your truth. Totally. Um, but it is it is so their job when you know when you like don't want to do it you don't want to do it it is definitely so their job to be like but we need you know and it was just crazy to watch that even happening then oh i love new york <laughs> i love her too she has a new show brunch with Tiffany and it's so fun it's oh my amazing. gosh i can't i we need more of her we need more of her. She's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, this is great. I think I'm going to have to come over and you're going to have to teach me a boot camp because Nima and Heather McDonald have been trying to get me on Shaws of Sunset. So if I get pushed in that direction, if that comes back, I'm going to need your help. Need oh my help. gosh, you would be so good on Shaws. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a lot. Of, my dad already told me I'd be out of the will, but whatever. 
maybe. <laughs> well, you know, maybe with that Shaw's money, you'd be okay. That is funny. I wanted to end, like I try to end most of the episodes is I want to ask like what you would say to your 16 year old self, like to 16 year old Ariana, like what would you say about where your life is now? Like advice or maybe even just shut the fuck up. I don't know, whatever it is. Like it can vary. Yeah. I would say to 16 year old me to just say yes more Mm -hmm. and like it, that it's okay to say yes more. And it's not going to take you down like some, you know, it's, you're not going to ruin your life by like going out one night and meeting new people and having fun and not doing like that. It's okay to like have fun and not be, cause I mean, again, overachiever. I mean, things were very, she was a busy bitch. <laughs> I, if I'm not sleeping, I'm working and hustling. So I get you. I'm with you. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's not easy. It and, and accomplished. A lot of people might look at that and be like, oh, and it, like, no, no, it's hard. Like it's even being on a reality show. A lot of people might think that's easy, but to get a book and to stay on a reality show. And we see a lot of one hit wonders on Bravo. Like to, mm-hmm. to have this is something important. So um, kudos. It to is you. work. Thank yeah, you. Is. Even SpawnCon is work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like even it. that is like it's not easy. No, it ain't easy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I hate to say that because honestly, like in the realm of of life, yes, it's easy. But like, you know, it's still, you know, it's a job, and it's, it's a great. And, and, and I'm happy to have it. Like people that you might not get along with are coworkers, and you have friends that you work with. So it all makes yeah. Fun. It all, yeah. it's a normal job at the end of the day. You get a paycheck and you show up and you film and it, yes, it's glamorous and fun at times, but it's, it's a job. So people need to know that. Yeah, so, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you for going deep and like being emotional and vulnerable. And that's not easy on a random, well, I don't even know what day it is anymore in pandemic, but you're being vulnerable. With <laughs> day. So I, I appreciate that. And I just tell everyone where they can follow you and, you know, again, where they can get the book Fancy AF Cocktails. Sure. Um, so they can follow me on Instagram at Ariana, A-R-I-A-N-A, 252525. I'm on TikTok, um, but I'm mostly a lurker, not a poster. Um, <laughs> uh, they can get my Fancy AF Gardenuity collab in the link in my bio on Instagram, or they can head to fancyafcocktails.com to find out where they can just get the book, the solo, um, Shining Star on its own. Um, and yeah, and stay tuned. Um, got a we got a busy, busy few months coming up and I can't wait to share it all with everybody. So, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Are you going to do a second book and when is the new season coming? Can you tease anything? Bravo's going to kill you. You can't say anything. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only would they kill me, but I really can't because I can't say much of anything because of, with COVID uh, restrictions and everything. So we are TBD on when it's safe to film. Um, fingers crossed. Hopefully we get through this lockdown stuff and it's safer sooner than rather than later. Um, and yeah, we may or may not um, have a second book uh, one of these days. And I'm excited to share that when, you know, when I'm able to give like a, a real, a real day and a real fun, fun, fun teaser for that. Oh, I love it. We should do a children's book, me, you and Tom about toxic masculinity. That, that sounds cool. like a blast. I'm down for it. Let's do it. Children's books make Let's a do lot it. of money, honey. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Can we do pop-up? <laughs> yes, of course. Duh. Pop-up? 
pop up. Yes. It has to be pop up. <laughs> when you pop it up, it's like a it's like a dress, like a gown, yes. and with like layers of ruffles, and then like a, a beautiful boy who's just having the best time. Yes, we're gonna do this. This is like <laughs> the perfect idea. You already took it, like, and you can make our website. Hello. Done. Yeah, it's not a website. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I could talk to you forever. I feel like we're good friends now and it's going to be great. Yes. Um, yeah. You're the best. And thank you everyone for being here and go and follow Ariana and get the book, uh, Fancy AF Cocktails and follow me at Amir Yoss Official on TikTok. And if you don't, it's a big old next, but it's fine. And I'm going to still move on with my life. Ariana, you're the best and, you know, stay thank tuned you. and I can't wait for a new season. Bye, love. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas Official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.